listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. again to the Batman Universe Commentaries, where we are... Actually, first off, uh, my name is Donovan, and once again, I am joined by Mr. Michael Bailey. Hey, everybody. Hello, and uh, this is an interesting episode in more ways than one. We are talking about Superman, the animated series. <laughs> hey. Uh, and uh, once again, Mr. Bailey and I are teaming up to discuss a crossover between the world's greatest detective and the world's mightiest... Mor- that's Captain Marvel. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman and Superman. Uh, we are talking about the first uh, appearance of the world's finest team in the eponymously titled World's Finest Three-Part Crossover. Um, this is technically, at least according to the DVDs, a Superman episode, although it's very much Batman and Superman episode combined. Uh, not to date the not to date the recording, but it's ironic we're talking about this when there's a Flash and Green Lantern crossover going on. But uh, going back to the subject matter at hand, uh, Michael, do you want to talk about uh, anything in regards to this episode, this three-parter, before we actually start on part one? Anything at all in terms of memories when it first came out? Oh, reputation. Oh, it, it was huge. I oh mean, yeah, it, it, it was. Superman itself coming to the WB was huge because that's when it was the kids' WB. Uh, back in the day when you could get away with such things. No, uh, <laughs> Superman premiered in primetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played like the first three episodes together as a movie. And that very next... I, I, was that a Friday night that they did that? And then the Saturday morning, or though for me, because of how effed up Atlanta is, uh, all of their Saturday morning stuff was on Sunday morning. I got that too. I, I got that. Yeah, the, the kids did BB cartoons aired on Sundays. Yeah, other parts of the country it was Saturday. I I have no idea why. I just I just went with it. But the uh, the WB stuff went right into the Batman Superman Adventures mm-hmm. uh, with the new look Batman. Uh, oddly enough, this new look Batman took the oval away, <laughs> and then sooner or later the comics follow suit there anyways but the lead up and the to this because this was like a big huge event uh they showed all three episodes the same morning yes uh and then split it up it was it was one of those things where years later i would be like why is that such a big deal it's not like this is the first time we've ever seen batman and superman in animation together but it was the first time we saw this batman and superman together oh yeah and it was a different world because this was a world where Batman predated Superman. And now we live in that world all the time. Uh, thank you, New 52. Uh, <laughs> which is fine, but it was just... This show meant... A, Superman, the animated series, meant a lot to me because it seemed to be legitimizing my favorite character at one of his most popular times. 
uh, even though the the afterglow of the whole death and return was kind of slowly fading off by 1996, you had this. So for a whole generation, and and I was 20 when the show came on. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a kid, but I could only imagine for kids this was like one of their you know like kids 10 years younger than me uh, or so. This must have been their introduction to Superman. Uh, on a lot of levels pretty much um speaking as one of those kids from those generations i would say that i mean obviously i knew who superman was and lois and clark was before the animated series correct yes oh yeah 93 yeah so i mean i mean it wasn't so much an introduction to the character but it was sort of like you know this is another venue for you to get into the character and uh in a lot of ways i don't want to so far to say this is is my superman but in a lot of ways it actually is my superman like the voices and stuff yeah, I mean, it, it, it became iconic. I mean, it's just about everything the, the Tim, Bruce Tim, Eric Radomski, Paul Dini, you know, however you want to, you know, whoever else you want to throw into that pot, you know, they created a DC animated universe that lasted over 10 years oh, yes. in various iterations. And I, I never watched it. So I can't say for sure, but the only one that no one ever really talks about is the Zeta Project. I never watched that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. See, I mean, it was a spinoff of Batman Beyond, and so technically it was part of it. But you know, moving from Batman to Superman to Batman Beyond into Justice League, and then what happened with Justice League? I mean, it, it just this Superman was the first even though you had certain heroes and, and characters appearing in the Batman animated series, it was mostly just people associated with Batman outside of like Jonah Hex. Whereas with Superman, eventually you had the flash and you had Aquaman and you had Dr. Fate, uh, with, which with Superman works easier than throwing the flash in with Batman Mm -hmm. because that, that series had its own vibe. But when you, when you're walking into a show saying this dude flies and can shoot lasers out of his eyes, uh, it's easier to say, hey, there's a guy that runs really fast instead of, you know this guy that dresses like a bat? Well, he's got a partner that's named Robin. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I just remember the lead up to this being, uh, the anticipation was huge. And let, me, let me ask you something real quick. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, like, I seem to remember that Holiday Nights, the very first episode of the new Look Batman, the new Batman Adventures, came out before this crossover. But a lot of times I hear people say that this was the first debut of the new Look Batman. Do you remember no. which came out first? The first one I remember seeing with the first episode of Superman, and it could have been shown differently in different markets, mm-hmm. uh, was the Mr. Freeze one. Uh, oh, like Cold Comfort? The one yeah. with the background? Okay. That was the first one I remember. I don't. I. I, I don't. I. I never saw Holiday Night. Uh, night or whatever. Uh, yeah, the Holiday Nights episode. Until like, de- like almost a decade later. Really. Uh, I, I guess I just missed it because you know it was on Sunday mornings and I was twenty and Saturday nights <laughs> were Saturday nights. So getting oh, yes. up sometimes for uh, for Batman wasn't and Superman wasn't always my big priority at the time, but. Um, I remember the first new look Batman that I saw was yeah was that Mr. Freeze episode. Okay, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, know, I remember uh, just having memories of them, like, premiering clips on Kids WB of, like, the new-look Batman, them showing Holiday Nights, and initially being very confused, like, wait a minute, is this, is this a flashback because Robin's smaller? And yeah, and Batman has a single single bat, which means that this, that's a year one Batman. But then again, like, you know, Gordon's older and all that kind of crap, but, like, eventually we got, we got, we got the uh, idea that it was a progression into the series, and then... Um, because like if you if you listen to like uh, the DVD commentaries, at least I didn't I didn't I meant to listen to it tonight, but I didn't. You get the idea that like this was sort of like their debut of that look, and I don't know how that tracks because um, I think that I think I, from what I've read, maybe the idea was to premiere the new look Batman with this crossover, but maybe like the new episodes of Batman just came out first. I'm uh, I'm believing that's how it went because th- this definitely. I mean, if you look at IMDb, the air dates. Uh, will kind of bear out, you know, w- what came first. But it, it was kind of weird because there's there's production dates and air dates. Like if right. you if, if the only time you have ever watched the Batman animated series is through DVD, you are not watching how it unfolded on television. No, uh, which is kind of weird to me because the first one I remember seeing was. Um, what was that called? Uh, the uh, which, the Cat which... and the Claw. Because it was on a Saturday morning special preview. Yeah, I hear a lot about how that was like the first one aired, even though that's not the first episode. And that kind of sucks because On Leather Wings is such a great episode, and it, it's a great first episode, but the Cat and the Claw, in my opinion, is not, not as great. Yeah, it's... It, it, it's it... The reason they did it, I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty, you know, pretty simple. They, they did it because... Uh, Batman Returns had been huge that summer. So uh, yeah. we're going to lead off with the Catwoman episodes. And that makes sense, but at the same time, it was just like one of those things where it was just like, uh, I don't know, I just, uh, maybe. And then the very next episode I saw was on Labor Day, which was uh, two days after that, which was the Mr. Freeze episode. And then I was just like, oh, damn, this is, this is for reals. This <laughs> This show, this show, and, and, and I remember thinking at the time, you know, before being plugged into the internet or anything else, was like, wow, this is like a live-action show animated. Like, I would like to see this done live-action. Yes, it's, it's, it's played, and I'll, and I'll say this a lot during uh, this three-parter, it's like the like, like the modern comic books, it's played as straight as possible. Like, you know, if we're going to present this idea, let's do it, you know, how real people interact. You know, except for, like, the Joker and stuff. <laughs> Which is where all, a lot of the charm for this uh, episode is for me. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if this was the first of the new look Joker. I never really warmed to him all that much. A lot of people uh, did. I actually prefer the Joker because he looks a little slightly different in uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker in the flashbacks. I, I oh, thought. yeah. It was, it was weird, because it was the same one, but it was slightly different. And, and, and I don't quite know how that works. I, th- I think that, like, uh, the I know, I know what you're talking about. Like, the Return of the Joker, like, the third design which they used for Justice League, his clothes were kind of like the new, like the new look Batman Joker's clothes. They were purple and green rather than purple and orange. But he had, like, his big eyes and uh, red lipstick back, which apparently Paul Dini complained... Uh, when he saw the the design of this Joker to uh, their boss, uh, Gene McCurdy, <laughs> like make Bruce Tim put lips on the Joker, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> that is that's funny. Um, the new Batman Adventures. Uh, where is the episode guide? 
to show which one. Did it really not premiere until 19? No, that makes sense. Yeah. 97, 97, right? Wow. So Superman was on an entire season. Oh, yeah. Before. That's really weird. I guess Holiday Nights did come before, and I just watched it all kind of out of order. That's very strange. I remember um, they had it packaged uh, once Batman was on they had it packaged as the Superman Batman Adventures and then one hour during the weekdays it was like you know you would either get a Batman episode or a Superman episode and I would always pray to God that like A it was a Batman episode because I just you know like Batman better and then B it was a new Batman episode <laughs> otherwise you would just see like you know one slide again and again and again it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of how I felt uh, with um, with uh, what was that the um the the Batman series from right came out the Batman Begins came out where they had um that whole uh like younger Batman with Kung Fu Penguin and all that it seemed like every episode I caught was like the same Joker episode so <laughs> um okay to going on release dates so to speak this World's Finest was in, premiered on October 4th, 1997. Part 1 did. And Batman had had about three or four episodes before that in September. So uh-huh. this was not... So my memory was faulty there. Um, that Superman and, and Batman premiered on the WB together. But I guess it was about a season before... That's very strange. Oh, I, d- I definitely remember because like they would obliquely reference Batman, but you you had not seen him in a while. Like I remember uh, Ma Kent saying, "I don't want you people thinking you're like that nut in Gotham City." <laughs> and then Lana Lang goes like, "Oh, I, to, to Superman, oh, I could be your partner. I could be your Batgirl." And Superman's like, "Hell no!" <laughs> so they re- they reference him, but I, I do remember like it was a yeah, like I said, it was a big deal when they, when they showed someone Batman and Superman teaming up. And yeah, like, it, it, I guess yeah, the new episodes would have been barely out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Because they established the new look, they established the new sets with the characters, and seeing, because I, I I really 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 like Superman, and seeing him interact with a Batman that I was still familiar with, because even though they looked different, it was still Kevin Conroy. It was just like, and like it's funny because like like uh, 15 years later, it's still awesome to watch. <laughs> Not to spoil our feelings, but yeah, this is this is a great three-parter, and um, it's funny how like. I I, yeah, I think that's that is it. Like the big deal about even though they had appeared together in um the super friends and such like this iteration is so resonant to a lot of people like the, the like the dc animated universe versions that like it really is like like it's going to be with dawn of justice a big deal seeing it in this mm-hmm. pre- presented like this essentially absolutely okay so uh are we ready to dive into part one i'm into part one all right, like I usually do, uh, grab your popcorn, grab your candy, grab your soda, grab your Twizzlers. Grab your... I don't think you've been on when, when, when we've done that. We usually like tell people to eat food when, we, when we're doing this. And um, get ready to count down to three while we watch World's Finest Part 1. And three, two, one, play. I have finally gotten used to the, the new kind of bugs money at the beginning that the uh, brave and the bold had so it's kind of like, like kind of funny to go back to this one <laughs> the uh, according to the commentaries for the Superman animated series they really wanted an original opening not just a bunch of montage shots 
mm-hmm. uh, but they ran out of time. Uh, there is only one shot in this opening sequence that is original, uh, and uh, it's coming up where it's Superman right here of him flying at night. Oh, uh, a very film noir kind of shot, yeah. But uh, I, I I remember watching this when it was first coming on and kind of doing a checklist in my head every time I would see <laughs> like a it's kind of like a drinking game at this point. Drink when you see the uh, the, the thing from the opening credits. So. Second favorite Superman theme, by the way. Is the, uh, After the John Williams? Other than the John Williams, this is my second favorite. Well, like I said earlier, a lot of these... Uh, world's finest. Um, a lot of these, just because by the... By the nat- and a lot of this does really influence, you know, the audience that it premieres itself to, but, you know, Tim Daly's my Superman most times. Dan Delaney's always going to be my Lois Lane. Clancy Brown's my Lex Luthor. And... Um, that's why a lot of things that happen in this episode and a lot of things that go on uh, just feel right to me because it feels like it's, it's, it, these are the characters. There's no, there's no fudging them for animation. There's no, you know, even fudging them for a kid's audience. It's just like these are uh, vintage Superman and Batman adventures. Paul Dini is in char- involved, so you know the Joker and Harley are going to be there. <laughs> they did make him creepy. I will say that they made the. I mean, when you go back and watch the uh, Fox. Batman animated series, Joker almost looks comical. Where yeah. here he looks sinister. This episode, I will say, I, I, I don't, I don't hate this design, but I know a lot of people do. Um, but uh, I, this isn't my favorite design either. But in this particular three-parter, he does look really sinister at times because like, of the animation. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, the bringing in of Kryptonite in this kind of context. Um, <laughs> he's not dead, we promise. I don't know. <laughs> Joker gassed. Are you sure? They did keep him, kill people off sometimes in the show, but uh, I guess not that time. They didn't, they didn't blow him up with Dark Side's uh, Omega. They had a lot more freedom with the WB, from what I understand. I, uh, I hate to say this, but the Commissioner Gordon of these episodes kind of looks like the Commissioner Gordon after his bout of cancer. Yeah. That's what, that's what really confused me as a kid. Like, like Batman looks like a year one Batman, but Christian Gordon looks 40 years older. <laughs> I mean, I love him because it's Bob, it's the late Bob Hastings, and he was that's right. brilliant in that role. Uh, even though, <laughs> oddly enough, him being on this show, he was Superboy back in the 60s. So, What, what was it, a radio show? No, Bob Hastings was the Superboy on the Filmation animated series. Really? I learn something all the time with you. <laughs> I had no idea. That's really awesome. He was also Archie Andrews on the radio. Okay, that's what I heard about. I heard he did something in the radio, but uh, I don't know. Superboy is cool. Uh, well. Science. Uh, yeah, I was about to say science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so far, it's a Batman episode. And uh, unfortunately, we got to also rec- uh, reference the late Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. is off. These classic voice actors passed away this past year. I had no idea. I had no idea he wasn't British. That's how good he was. Of course, it's really funny hearing him as Doc Ock now, too. So. <laughs> with, the, with the German accent for some reason. <laughs> with the silly German accent. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet, uh, a lot of times when I'm reading Doc Ock, <laughs> his voice has, like, you know, been implanted into my brain. No, I, I love that they switched to that Batman. <laughs> really? Look at I them gams. 
she looks really lovely in this shot, uh, in this show too. Uh, I mean, like uh, in this particular three-parter. Yeah, I uh, I was a big fan of this Lois because she was never dismissive of Clark. She was very much her own person. She and Superman had a thing, but it wasn't like the central focus of the show. Like this is one of the few times in the animated series proper that they actually really deal with smart. their relationship. Yes, yes, I noticed that too for the first time. Actually, like this really does, as a Superman episode, kind of like address things that are important. Um, yeah, this again, this is my favorite Lois Lane because a lot of times I like the concept of Lois as a character, but whenever she's outside of the comics, it's very hit or miss. She can be very annoying sometimes. Yeah, and, and this one, I feel that like she's 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 charisma. She's kind of a go getter, you know, reporter. She's brassy, but she's not like. She's not. She, I don't know. There's, there's something about that that Dana Lane has that right edge where it's really really cool, but it's not grating. It's like, in my opinion, like this and Erica Durant's like are the only few people who can get it right outside the comic books. Uh, watch the first season of the George Reeves series. She was uh, excellent on that okay. show, and it's nothing against Noelle Neal, who a lot of people will always look to as their Lois Lane. I thought she was a little too soft. Bam! Superman just punched somebody in the face. <laughs> the blood is everywhere. Uh, I loved, loved, loved the darker blue and red of his costume in this series. I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, because I guess Chris Reeves was a lot more lighter blue. Yeah, I was always in favor of darkening Superman's costume. I think just it looks better. And, you you, you know, you would expect it with it's really weird watching this now after like Superman Doomsday the animation is, is like a, a quantum leap forward and yet this is still amazingly awesome yeah this is still this is more stylized I mean it's Doomsday is a slightly more believable uh, designs but the animation here really works well with what the designs are giving them to work with did her jacket change color she, they were they would change costumes a lot. They, she would have she would have purple, red, and like turquoise, and Clark would have brown, blue, and gray, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, but like here, she's a little upset that Superman's flown off. But again, this was never a big thing in the series in total, uh, mainly because it just it, it was a Saturday morning cartoon, so it really doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Man of Steel saves president. <laughs> I like that line. Favorite son of mine. Ah, <laughs> Telly Savalas. I gotta say, and I was talking with my brother the other day, for years, years, most of my life, I legitimately thought that Lex Luthor was black on this show. I really did. And it you wasn't. Know, it's, it, funny, it, it, it's funny you mention that because I actually got into not like a fistic, not fisticuffs or anything, but I got into an argument when I was in college. So this is like summer 1994. <laughs> I got into an argument because. The guy that was living in my dorm room was convinced that Two Face was black. Oh, Two Face. Okay, because yeah, he had the pronounced lips as well. Uh, so and really, Lex Luthor is Two Face without hair. Well, it's funny because I know that there are some shots in the show where Superman and Lex are like in the same shot and they have the same skin tone, but like it's just because with with Clancy Brown's deep voice and so I don't know. I just thought it was black. It's cool. <laughs> um, I remember. When I was a kid, I drew, like, a little... I, I used to draw my own comics, and, like, in one scene, Lex would look like he looked on the Super Friends, and then another scene, he would look like this. And my brother was like, why is he black and white in the same shot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a fun gig. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I really... 
as messed up as Harley and Joker's relationship is. And it is. And why people want them to get together. Let's bring the abuser back with his ab- his victim. Yay! <laughs> that, that just never scanned for me. This was a big deal. This was almost a big deal as Superman and Batman getting together is you have the two arch enemies teaming up. And they, and they, and they team, team up. Uh, they want to team up and they team up first. It's kind of cool. Uh, and, and this, you know, this has some some legs in the silver and such. They would every once in a while, Joker and Luther would team up in like world's finest stories and such. And but you know, in the comics, it was very rare. The um, the world's finest like three part prestige format series that Steve Rude drew in the in the summer of nineteen ninety had them kind of teaming up, and Luther wanted nothing to do with him. <laughs> As he crosses his arms right, right now. <laughs> uh, and and here, he's a little more willing to work with him. Uh, <laughs> I love Mark Hamill. <laughs> Just... this, this is a great scene, because like, like Lex is Lex, and Joker is Joker, and like they're being themselves, and the, inter- the interaction is just great chemistry. Absolutely, and and it's just Clancy Brown. To me, you know, I I first knew him as the bad guy in Highlander, <laughs> the Krugan, and then uh, oddly enough, he was also Frankenstein's monster in a movie called The Bride, oh, okay. uh, which had the st- which had thing in it. And the only reason I knew that is I watched that movie a thousand times because HBO would play it. Um, so when he was cast as Lex Luthor. It was just like wow, that that makes perfect sense. I, I and 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 the the gravitas he brought to the. I like to shatter people who are like ten, fifteen years. Uh, Mister Crab and Lex Luthor are the same voice. <laughs> I always wanted one of those Daily Planet pens. Yes, it's something you probably get at convention. Little ballpoint pen. New Bruce Wayne, not in a brown suit. What a honk basic black is much better than the brown so one thing i will admit is that like i actually prefer in terms of like facial design his original anime series design to this because i think it's kind of boxy and and kind of a little too simplistic but in this episode he actually looks very good i uh i was always surprised they went with a brown suit in in the original um series the Oh, oh man! Not even gonna shake a man's hand, man. I see this is hanging because we're gonna talk about the Superman Batman uh, relationship. I, I do like how he just needles Clark over and over again. Like, I got Lois. I'm ignoring your hand. This kind of thing. It's, it's really funny. Ah, uh, poor Mercy. Though eventually she does kind of get her get back. So we'll talk but, about that. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just. Uh, I, 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 as much as I love the classic Fox series designs, for some reason I always preferred Batman and Bruce Wayne on this show. I just thought they looked sleek. Uh, a little more of what I like to see uh, in these characters. You get more personality, I think, from um, these, these designs. Uh, or at least, maybe not personality, but like, you get the idea of the characters a lot, a lot faster. I love the fact is the guy that can walk into any room. And he's not scared. I love this shot. Oh, that's really cool. Joker with the card. 
the classic Joker card too from the uh, from the oh, original uh, comic. Jerry Robertson, yeah, like like the the image. So they did a lot with his eyes. He looks like Roger Klotz to me all the time. From, from he always looks like Roger. Like he just reminds me of Roger Klotz. I don't know if it's the nose or the laugh or the smile, but he's got a freakazoid look too. Uh, oh yeah, kind of, oh god. <laughs> Oh man, a lot of pain. Harley on a on a pogo stick, dodging gunfire. There is nothing wrong with anything I just said. And this is a great way, just like seeing Joker kind of just bowl over other other crooks, like how every crook against him is like out of their league, and he's just doing this like so naturally. But he's not as much as he's super psycho. He's not what eventually and. You know, he walks into the room, everyone's scared, and he kills everybody, like, effortlessly. Here, you know, even though he has the upper hand, you know, it's kind of believable, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, because he's still a normal guy. I mean, he's crazy, but he's not, like, you know, superhuman. Dan Turpin, modeled after Jack Kirby. Oh, yes. I really really like that character in this show. Uh, I like... He was a great character in the comics. I love how they treated him on this show and his eventual fate oh my god <laughs> oh boy that now, was uh, we, we actually clutch. have to have a little bit of a plot don't we? we we it can't be just cool images of the joker and everyone teaming up we actually have to have other things happen <laughs> with the uh the trash can robot like when they're fighting later on like their midsections literally like 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 metal trash cans but it's just, it's one of those things of why would Lex and Bruce be working together? And and this was, there there seems to be this line of thinking that Lex should be more of a Batman villain. Uh, and really? They, 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 uh, they try to do that a couple different times. Well, d- definitely in no, no Man's Land and Bruce Wayne murder, absolutely. But I don't know if that's a, that a thing amongst fandom. Um, so maybe I'm extrapolating what happened in 1999 to back further. Uh, or maybe I'm maybe I'm a little butthurt about the whole thing because I don't think Batman, <laughs> I don't think Batman needs to steal anybody's villains if that makes any sense. I think he's got a lot of great villains on his own. <laughs> it'll, be like, it'll be like a rich supervillain stealing more money. But I, I think the idea of Bruce Wayne and Lex being adversaries is more interesting than Batman and Lex. Uh, if that makes any sense, because well, you know here he's. Lex Luthor is essentially trying to sell the guy whose parents were shot dead in front of him on weapons manufacturing. <laughs> he didn't do his research. When he was like, oh yeah, first of all, he'll love guns. <laughs> Want to go hunting? <laughs> so, I love the shot coming up of Lex before the doors close. Yeah. It's. <sighs> yeah, he he had the glower down. Uh, they really, they really had a strong feeling of that. And again, a lot of that was the voice of you know Clancy Brown. Got to feel bad for him. Went into went into audition for Superman. Oh well, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and they they made him be the villain. So, be <laughs> <laughs> the villain. And he was great. I mean, he got better and better as the as the DC animated universe went on. Yeah, he was one of the characters that they evolved past. The, Businessman. You know the the kingpin kind of rip off. Uh, this was uh, you know we're ignoring like a five hundred pound elephant in the room. We're ignoring the fact that Lois Lane and Bruce Wayne are kind of romancing each other, and that's uh, 
that's an interesting I mean it, it's not like the first time Lois has ever tried to kind of make <laughs> Silver Age right <laughs> I'll pitch woo with another superhero I mean they're, they're God, no. Smallville uh, after this uh, but there was a couple of stories before this in the Silver Age Bibbo <laughs> I love Bibbo He's your favorite, right? He is. Uh, well, they made him more look more like Popeye in this. Yeah, like, <laughs> I thought it was really cool. <laughs> but um, anything with Bibbo in it is just. Is, is he? Is he? Uh, was is he a post-crisis character or is he before post-crisis? He was a post-crisis character. He showed up in I think it was Adventures of Superman number four twenty-eight as just this guy that hung out in the bar, but Jerry Ordway really turned him into. A real character because he was bent on somebody from Jerry Ordway's past. Classic man. Uh, Ordway was raised by his mother, his single mother, and she owned a. Ah, uh, anytime Batman comes in, the <laughs> skylight. Uh, but no, one of the patrons of his mother's bar was a guy named Jojo, and Jojo was Bibbo. Oh, okay. So, uh, I mean, I always liked the character before because he was the Superman fan, but you know. He's, I just love him now. I actually, okay. I've actually, um, there's a, there's a club down in Chattanooga near the, the college. I've actually been to ones with these where like they actually have girls in the the cages. I thought I thought this was only in Superman cartoons. <laughs> the uh, everyone's feet are a little pointier, but the uh, the animation, the choreography in, in in the WB episodes were phenomenal. They were actually allowed to show people get hit. Oh yeah, there's, 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 there really is violence when there wants to be, and the guns sound so loud. Yeah, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. No, the it's, shot. Just, it's just we get we get a really classic Batman scene where he breaks in through the skylight. I love this bit so much. This is such a great Batman scene. Where's the Joker? Well, how are you? That's what you need to do. So that's just, that's a, that's an adult line. <laughs> Make it out with Harley Quinn. <laughs> I always thought that was really really uh. uh a really thinly veiled double into- here we go yeah let's do it I love the look on Superman's face as he did that just happen? just happened <laughs> he's, he's not even blinking alright got this all taken care of nothing bad can happen oh! down said hut <laughs> <laughs> I got him sticks to the wall before he falls down like I a love cartoon. the fact that when they both fall their cape kind of drapes down slowly absolutely um violation of the homie code right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, but I love that when they bring the two of them together, one isn't over the other until this moment. Uh, this was part of the opening Batman-Superman credits. Oh, yeah. Of uh, the two of them walking together. Well, I like the fact that, like, and we didn't mention this, but, like, Batman immediately figures out what Joker's going to do. He's like, he's gonna, he stole Kryptonite, he's gonna sell it to Luthor, because Luthor hates Superman, because I've been keeping my eye on him. I better warn him, even though I'm gonna be a dick about it. Like, that's actually pretty good characterization, I think. <laughs> the animation of the of the kryptonite in the glass. Oh yeah, fantastic, glorious. Okay, Lois looks really good in these. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not trying to, to cartoon characters, but like the animation is is particularly spectacular in these last shots. This is one of the most crime noir influenced Superman shows. It's probably another reason why I like it so much. Is that hey, For sure. how you doing, Lois? <laughs> <laughs> what a pair of games. <laughs> But, um, She's shiny. <laughs> did you not notice the bug? <laughs> no, but the, the great thing about them meeting for the first time 
and and and, and Batman flipping Superman and Superman quarterbacking uh, or linebacking, you know, Batman. Bat- Superman figures out Batman's secret identity, and almost immediately Batman does the same. And so it's constantly they're trying to keep them on equal footing. Like one isn't better than the other. Yeah, there's there's no real distance between the two's uh, one-upmanship. And that's one of the reasons why I like this three-parter so much. And the rest of what they do with these characters. Calling Batman <laughs> some smile. <laughs> sure. that's, that's what I like about, like, like, anytime Batman is, like, you know, pestering Superman, he's clearly, like, doing it just to piss him off. He's not even, like, doing it, like, because he, like, has any feelings. Like, ha ha, he's like a bully. <laughs> I kind of like that, because, like, it makes him... Because I, I think that, like, and this is one thing I think that the DC Animated Universe did well, is, like, when he was ever interacting with uh, other superheroes, like, his own speed, like, his own age... His, his demeanor would change between where he would be with them and where he would be with, like, Robin or Batgirl or anybody else. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Well, it, you know, it's the difference between being with somebody who is kind of on your level to the people that you're training. I mean, mm-hmm. bottom line, uh, you know, be it Dick Grayson or, or who they called Tim Drake, uh, but was very obviously Jason Todd, um... Or Batgirl when she... Because this was the time when Batgirl actually became a part of the animated... The, she replaced Robin from, like... like We went from, like, uh, Season 3 Batman and Robin Adventures to, like, this season where she was basically in Robin's spot. So, and her character benefited from the redesign as well. I, I love that design. That is my preferred version. And you know what? At first I hated the Robin costume, but now it's really grown on me. I... I, I I, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I, I prefer green, but I like it. I didn't. I don't like the comic book version where like the long pants and the long sleeves was red and black. I, that's not my favorite Robin costume. No, but no. I mean, as, as you know, it's an introductory chapter. All the characters are on the the stage now. the The first meeting has gotten out of the way, so now we can get to the 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 the, the, the meat of the subject. And we shall do that. In our next commentary, so <laughs> we'll be to be continued for this one. Uh, for Michael Bailey, this is Donovan, and you've been listening to the Batman Universe commentaries. Where's the Joker? Who knows? Making haha with Harley Quinn. I don't know. Honest, I never went back after he muscled in. I don't want nothing to do with that clown. That's enough. I think you got your answer. I heard you were crazy. I didn't think you were stupid. Bruce Wayne. You peaked. I won't have vigilantism in my town. You'll be rid of me. As soon as I find the Joker. That may not be soon enough. Ugh. It doesn't take much, does it? The Joker has 20 pounds more where this came from. Thought you might like to know. 